This is the Partnership Podcast, where we bring you all things business from the Vail Valley, including business news, current issues, advocacy alerts, community conversations, and more. Presented by Vail Valley Partnership. Hi, welcome to the Partnership Podcast. This is Chris Romer, President and CEO of Vail Valley Partnership. And today I'm honored to be joined by Lauren Missius from the Colorado Competitive Council to talk about some of the statewide ballot initiatives and amendments that are on our ballot coming up here in November. In Colorado, we have early voting, so your ballots are in hand right now. And there's a number of things that that potentially impact the business community. And Lauren with the Colorado Competitive Council is here to share some statewide viewpoints on these and how they how they impact business. Lauren, thank you very much. It's an honor to have you with us today. Thanks, Chris. Thank you so much for your time and I'm happy to join you today. Again, yeah. I am Lauren Macias and I'm the director of the Colorado Competitive Council or C3. Um, C3 is, a, is an affiliate organization of the Denver Chamber of Commerce. And it's a statewide organization made up of employers, chambers of commerce, economic development groups, and professional associations that, keep the, that advocate to keep Colorado's business uh, climate competitive. Yeah, and for, for transparency and for the listeners out there, uh, Vail Valley Partnership is engaged and involved in the Colorado Competitive Council, and we're really appreciative of the work they do at our state legislature to ensure that Colorado has a business-friendly environment, which is certainly one of our strategic priorities here at the VVP. So Lauren, as we look at the, as we look at the ballot, it's a long ballot. There's a lot of things um, on there, and sometimes it's hard to make heads or tails, and for people to really understand what some of the impacts of these are. And again, from our perspective, what the impacts are on the business community. Let's start with Amendment B. If you can give us a brief overview of that and share some thoughts from the uh, viewpoint of the Colorado Competitive Council. Sure, absolutely happy to do that. Like you said, there the ballot is loaded and it absolutely can be a little bit overwhelming. But this year, um, the Colorado Competitive Council has taken positions on two ballot measures, both on the state ballot. And C3 doesn't typically take positions on ballot measures. However, we weighed in on both of these issues during the 2020 legislative session. So we thought it would be appropriate to weigh in here as well. So getting started on Amendment B, which is repealing the property tax amendment, um, this would amend the Colorado Constitution and it repeals the Gallagher Amendment, which requires 45% of the total share of state property taxes come from residential property taxes and 55% from non-residential or commercial property taxes. Uh, since its passage, the residential assessment rate has dropped from 21% to 7.15%, which has decreased revenue for local communities, especially in rural Colorado. C3 has taken a position of support on this. You know, Gallagher has meant higher taxes as it has forced an almost 300% increase in the shift of property tax burden from homeowners to business owners. Businesses now pay more than four times the property tax rate that homeowners do. The reason that our membership voted in support of repealing this was because C3 supports removing all formulas from our constitution and the repeal of Gallagher aligns with that long-held principle. Yeah, it's great. And the Gallagher issue, we have a number of the local issues on Gallagher as well. Um, and at the partnership, 
we agree with the standpoint of removing formulas from the Constitution and also um, the oversized impact of um, on the business community and on commercial property owners. Um, it, it certainly increases the cost of doing business in Eagle County and around the state of Colorado. So we, we also encourage a, um, a yes vote on Amendment B. And for reference, we also did a full podcast with Reeves Brown from Building a Better Colorado. If you want to check that one out in our podcast library that goes into the specific details. So that's a really good resource for people as well. Um, Lauren, let's talk next about um, 118. Can you share some um, feedback and overview from Colorado Competitive Council's viewpoint on 118? Yes, absolutely. I'm happy to. So 118 is Paid Family and Medical Leave Insurance Program. This establishes a state-administered paid family and medical leave program funded by a payroll tax on workers and employers. And the membership with C3 has taken a position of opposing this. I think it's really important to note that we very much support paid family and medical leave, and many of our businesses do offer some sort of leave. However, we don't believe that a state-run program that mandates a one-size-fits-all approach for small businesses up to large corporations is the answer for this. Uh, this, this is a really costly program. It's $1.3 billion. And it's costly for both employees and employers at a time when many are struggling to keep people employed and are working just to stay afloat as is. The amount taken out of every employee and employer's paychecks equates to a 20% increase in income tax, which I don't feel like now is the appropriate time to do that. Yeah, thank you. And I'm happy to, yeah, happy to answer any other questions on this that you might have. Yeah, 118 is one that, from our perspective, um, sounds good. And we, we are absolutely aligned with trying to work to support this. Um, this has gone through the legislature the last number of years. What have been some of the results from the legislative sessions in regards to paid family leave? You know, this has been really tough, and this has been probably one of the biggest battles that we've been facing down at the legislature. You know, I'll say it again, just that this is really impactful and hurts our smallest employers and nonprofits the hardest. You know, those are the ones that have been most hurt by this pandemic as well. I think that the employers are laying people off and over 700,000 Coloradoans have filed for unemployment since March, which is an exorbitant number. You know, they're struggling to stay in business today and adding costs only means fewer jobs and fewer people who are going to get hired back. It could also risk other critical benefits. Businesses will also have to weigh what they can offer, meaning other benefits like health insurance and vacation leave could be jeopardized for these small employers as well. Overall, I think that it's poorly drafted policy. There are some huge loopholes causing confusion within the policy. You know, for example, it expands FMLA eligibility from spouse, child, and parent to also include grandchild, grandparent, sibling, parent-in-law, parent of domestic partner, and most worrisome, significant bond that is or is like a family relationship, regardless of biological or legal relationship. So we feel that fraud and inconsistencies in this application are almost guaranteed with this sort of loose language. Yeah, we, we share a lot of those same concerns. And in a community like Eagle County, where 90% of our businesses have 20 or fewer employees, um, we think that oversized, one-size-fits-all 
burden on our smallest employers is going to really significantly impact um, our continued um, job growth and and reemployment coming out of the pandemic. The, the one size fits all um, is not a, a really palatable solution to us. And I believe the last five legislative sessions, this has failed to, to make it through. So now it's on the ballot and we encourage people to vote no on 118. Um, the next one to talk about briefly is 117. Can you give us an overview of 117, Lauren? Sure, happy to. Proposition 117, um, voter approval requirement for creation of certain fee-based enterprises. This would requ require voter approval of new state enterprises if the enterprise is projected to receive or actual revenue from fees and surcharges is greater than $100 million within its first five years. Although C3 has not uh, taken a position on this, the Denver Metro Chamber of Commerce has taken a position of oppose. Um, there are reasons behind doing this is that fees, when properly identified as fees, can and should be utilized to help fund specific initiatives directly tied to those fees. The opposition to this measure does not suggest that they believe every fee is truly a fee, and they will continue to apply the board's criteria when considering support or opposition for fees. Um, that being said, if something satisfies the criteria as a fee, the chamber is very comfortable with it moving forward without voter approval. You know, I think that we've seen Coloradoans resistance to increase taxes, even for much needed investments like transportation, and worry that a proposal like this could have really devastating consequences, setting up another barrier to funding necessary projects. Yeah, our state budget is, is certainly crunched um, and transportation is a great example that gets zero dollars from the general fund or only dollars from the general fund rather no no zero dollars uh, mm -hmm. dedicated to our transportation system and we wonder across the state why our roads are in such bad conditions and we're not able to fully fund the improvements needed it's because we have our hands are tied so much um 117 would would tie hands even further um, and we would agree with the position of um, transparency and the need for fees that are clearly marked as user fees um, should not require voter approval. It should be. That's why we elect our, our legislators. So, um, Lauren, we appreciate your feedback on Amendment B, on 118, and on 117. And we certainly appreciate the work that the Colorado Competitive Council does on behalf of the entire state of Colorado. Um, so from Eagle County and the Vail Valley Partnership, a huge thank you to you and your organization for your statewide leadership in working to make Colorado a business-friendly environment. Thank you so much. Thanks for saying that, Chris, and thank you so much for having me here today. And, you know, we couldn't do the great work that we're all doing across this state without partnerships like yours. So we really appreciate and value you guys. Yep. Thank you very much. And thank you all for listening. You've been listening to the Partnership Podcast. This is Chris Romer with Vail Valley Partnership. Be sure to subscribe to the Partnership Podcast on whatever platform you're listening right now and find more resources at valleypartnership.com.